Black Matters. What is this going to get us? Where are we heading in? This year is the centenary of World War I. It's seven decades since the beginning of World War II. Norm was only 17 when World War II broke out, and he enlisted anyway. He got in. The first day that he landed in Port Moresby was nearly the last day on the planet for him. Norm reflects on those days. What were you doing when you first heard that Australia was at war? Well, I was uh, living in Narromine, out, uh, out behind Dubbo. I was only a kid going to school at the time. Were you thinking in your mind that maybe you would have to go to fight? Well, put it this way. Two of my brothers, one fellow was in the Navy, and the eldest one had just joined up. I was, uh, I wanted to do me a little bit. Oh, uh, it was a thing to do in those days. If you didn't join up, you uh, get into something, you uh, was a bit of a squib, wouldn't you? And so you ended up in New Guinea. Well, put this way, I was uh, one black at, and come uh, come back on leave from, from the Navy. And uh, he said, let Norm come down to Sydney and uh, see if he can join up. But they won't take him because uh, uh, he, he, I couldn't see properly out of my left eye. Right. So uh, I was a bit of a one-eyed wonder. I threw a kid a stone and busted, uh, put a big scar on the retina of my left eye, so I couldn't see see the see the front. I could only see a bit of side vision out of that. Right. So uh, I went down to join up, and uh, when the when I went to the doctor's, uh, uh, up to the doctor, he said, "Your left eye's not much good." I said, "No, mate, but I don't use that." Piece. I shoot with my right eye. <laughs> so uh, he passed me, apparently. Amazing. There's A1 effective uh, uh, with a defective left eye. Is that unusual for that to happen? I don't know. I put my age up 12 months to get in. I was only 17 and a quarter. Wow. <laughs> Where did you... Um... Went to Tamworth for signal training. Yep. Ended up being a telephone linesman. Dragging telephone lines around the place. Anyway, we ended up. I ended up uh, going up to New Guinea in '42 and uh, getting into the New Guinea Force signals. We designated uh, New Guinea line to communication signals the following month. Uh, I went over the. Uh, my line section was cabled across the mountains at Kakata, and I uh, ended up at Papandetta in the battles of Bunagana and San Ananda. Uh, most of our work was done in the Gunner area. They were responsible for laying and maintaining a series of telephone lines around the battlefront. Wow. It was a bit dangerous at times because it... Uh, the other side. used to cut the lines and the, when we come back to uh, to repair them, well, we were the idiots that had to go back and find the, find the break. Yeah. Anyway... I got through that okay without any damage. Uh, thankfully, I got shot out a few times. Uh, ended up at the end of the war. I was with um, at, at the campaign at Balakpapan, laying and maintaining lines around the battle area. Just hold that thought. When you said you got shot out a few times, what uh, what did that feel like? Didn't know what to expect. We just took everything as it come. Yeah. Were you afraid at times? <laughs> well, put it this way. When you get shot at, you have a tendency to try and make it all as small as possible. Yeah, right. Let's face it, more than once I had to dive down on the ground and try and 
trying to dig a hole to bury myself. Really? With my hands. But anyway, that's part of it. Did that happen many times? Uh, about four or five times, yeah. Wow. Starting to get used to it. What is this going to get us? Was there ever a time when you thought you might not be coming out alive? Quite often. Yeah, quite often. And what would go through your mind? Well, not a great deal, I'm afraid. But, um, that's a great thing. They didn't get me, that's all. Yeah. I had a 303 rifle and a telephone over my arm and so forth. Gee. And uh, some, some tools. And uh, I carried that rifle for five, nearly five years, and I reckon I should have married the darn thing. <laughs> well, I slept with it and ate with it. And you tell me. Did you have to use it much? Uh, only once or twice, but uh, wasn't uh, wasn't one of these frontline infantry blokes. Yeah. Got all the uh, praise. Do you remember when you were using it specifically? Those moments. Yeah, I tell you what, I I wasn't exactly uh, a squib, but I wasn't any hero. The one incident that stood out the most that you remember when you were over there. One of the silliest things I come up against was the first day I landed in Port Moresby. Yep. We went out to uh, uh, to some tents put up for us, just uh, oh, a quarter of a mile this side of the main aerodrome, seven mile or. Jackson Strip, and uh, our sergeant called out to me. He said, Norm, he said, the air liaison officer's lying over at the strip there is uh, out of action. He says, uh, I'd like it repaired. He says, can you take your phone out and fix it? So I followed the, followed the main telephone line. They're all tied up on in trees in a, well, maybe 20 or 30 lines at a time. Yeah, I had to trace this line through, and uh, finally uh, found the break right in the middle of a fuel dump. And the fuel dump was only a quarter of a mile, less than a quarter of a mile away from the main uh, airstrip. Yeah. And uh, what happened was, of course, one of the trucks had uh, pulled, the, ripped the line down when they were delivering these uh, forty-four gallon drums of fuel, and uh, I turned around and. Uh, found the vine, and just when I was repairing it, a flare came up, a red flare came up from the drone, uh, warning us that there were the Japs were coming over as their bombers. Yep. And here's me sitting in a in few thousand gallons of <laughs> bioxane petrol. In this fuel dump. In <laughs> the fuel dump, in the <laughs> middle of an air raid. Sitting target. So I thought to myself, uh, the, the silliest thought I had in my life, I said, to me, you get hurt doing this sort of thing. <laughs> well, you've got to have a sense of humour, haven't you? You do, you do. That was the first day in New Guinea. Wow. <laughs> so during that time in New Guinea, I mean, what was it like trying to sleep at night knowing that you were at war, knowing what the next day might bring? Well, put it this way, every night in the week, there was a Japanese air raid. It's constant. Yeah. You got so used to seeing the planes, you didn't even bother looking up at them anymore. Yeah. If you looked up at them during an air raid with the uh, barrage of uh, 
anti-aircraft shells going up towards them. Each one of those shells burst into shrapnel and they come down and if you were silly enough to be outside your tent and looked up at the wrong time, you'd probably get yourself uh, your face cut off with a piece of shrapnel. Wow. So uh, we were warned about that. We had to wear our tin hats, of course, but that was only part of help any. Yeah. Part of a part of help with it anyway. Yeah. But uh, we got used to that sort of thing. It's just part of life. Yeah, right. Did you lose many close comrades? I lost a few, yeah. 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 Yes. But, uh, that's the way it goes. Yeah. Are you amazed that you came out of it? Uh, well, I was a bit lucky, I guess. Did you have a faith at all that helped you through? Oh, faith, yes, well. Yes, I'm an Anglican. Are you? Yeah. Good on you. In fact, I last week I played the organ at a local church. Did you really? Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah, I'm quite uh, active in in uh, religion, I suppose. Fair enough. Did you find that it gave you a peace while you were uh, in New Guinea? Put it this way. If it wasn't for the Salvation Army blokes during the war, I reckon we would have had a very poor time. Wow. They certainly did a lot of, lot of good work up there. Very wonderful. What's one of the things that you remember that they did? Well, put it this way. If we had to write a letter or anything like that, uh, sure enough, the, uh, the Salvation Army tent would be uh, available to uh, get some paper and envelopes and so forth. Yeah? Wow. All that type of stuff. Amazing. Huh? They were there. Yeah. All the time. What is this going to get us? Norman saw World War II veteran. Light and Life, the Salvos Weekly Radio Show.